go. All right. So we got Ben Kane from Price Plow here. We got James. What's your last name, James? Hedricks. Was it? James Hedricks from Impel Hedricks Nutrition. From Impel Nutrition. And then we got TJ from Savage or Average. So gonna the regular have some listener questions, but also um one of the main topics that I sent out to y'all that was brought up uh, from a couple of clients. Um and I haven't really answered them yet, but I figured y'all would be great to help answer this. Mm-hmm. So um that question is how how does your attitude affect your habit? So um I mean and I, I looked at it a few different ways as far as like you have your discipline versus your motivation, because a lot of people want motivation. Um, and then you have what's reality versus what social media and marketing. And then you have, you know, what sh- food should you be eating? Or do I always need to like have some sort of supplement to fix the situation? So, um, I mean, I started thinking about this um, after the client asked me this because with the Olympia coming up, which is a big thing, we see people and um, have discipline to get there to the motive to uh, the Olympia. But I think there's one person that stands out for everybody with this discipline and this attitude that he can win. And it's got to be Nick Walker, right? Mm-hmm. I think he, he came out and he said, like, I am going to win the Mr. Olympia. And yeah. I think uh, attitude changes the way that you see a lot of people. Like, uh, I had blessing on the podcast last week and um, I asked him like, you know, where do you think you're going to place at the Olympia? He's like, I'm going to win it. <clears throat> and like, you have to think that way, you know, mm-hmm. like, like James has to say Impel is going to be the best brand in the world. Right. Like I have right. to say that price plow is the premier uh, media source. Like it, it has, like, if you, I think if you think anything less, it's, you know, you're speaking that into existence, which is the worst thing you could possibly do and if you're realistic about it i think there's probably like more objective ways to think about this like i think um like you were talking about food versus supplementation and stuff like that like for me um when i start a new goal or regimen or something like i have a tendency to like change my food supplementation drugs training everything at once and i'll burn out very quickly like i need to do it systematically like i need to change my diet and my training that, like and I think that my attitude about that matters a lot. So, so you're not consistent oh. with your food. You change it up every now and then. No, not not to say that, but like, like um, say like you know, like right now I'm in like a like a body composition phase. Like I'm I'm really kind of like trying to get into a better body composition. Like trying to get sexy. <laughs> <laughs> like if I were to switch back into wanting to be as strong as possible, like I would start with the training. And then I would up the calories. Like if, like if, like if you look at the whole thing as a, as like maybe a pie chart, like I can't do the whole thing at once in terms of changing. Like I need to have consistency in seventy five percent of it and change twenty five percent. If I try to change everything at once, it's too much. And, and like I need to be able to like own the change. Um, otherwise, it's it's like too much. So for me, it's like complete ownership of the changes that I make and the decisions that I make and and because of that, like I try to, to, um, objectively like look at pieces of things instead of the whole thing at once. Yeah. Yeah. And that's absolutely the way to go about it. Cause if you throw too many variables at it at once and something does like something goes bad or something doesn't respond how you expect to respond. Now you be like, I did five things that this could be caught. Like what, what, one of the five things is it? Yeah. So like, 
absolutely. Like I sometimes will like when someone's just getting started, like I will put a foundation of multiple things in place. Yeah. But there'll be nothing fancy. Like we'll get a foundation of training. We'll get a foundation of nutrition, which anyone that handles nutrition, there is no magic calculator to know what your basal metabolic rate is, your mm -hmm. maintenance calories. Like we throw an educated guess at it and see how you respond. But I, after that, it's like one thing at a time. I would rather a new beginner when it comes to diet, like eat six meals a day that like are not crazy weighed out or crazy scrutiny. Like I would rather them establish um, like the rudimentary portions of it rather than be like ridiculously tied in. Because I think I see a lot of burnout with people when they try to like dial in too far. Um, and, but just for me like, to get back to the actual, like the actual topic though, like, like attitude, um, changes all of that, you know, like if you're just trying to throw shit at the wall and like in every single corner, like you know, something's going to work, but like I, my attitude is very, very systematic. I like to know everything, single thing that's going on. Yeah. yeah James, I'm, you just got through with a, uh, competition and I'm sure that your attitude, um, there was definitely some, some habit that were created with food and supplementation i mean you competed before this correct yeah yeah i competed yeah, one so, time like five years ago so what are the differences that you did because you look you look really good this, this time up um so a lot more like lean tissue um but like sticking with the food and supplementation i think this is kind of like yours and ben's like specialty but it's like what mistakes did you make in your first that you corrected in your second with the food? And then same thing with the supplementation. Did you find out that, Hey, I need, I actually need to use less supplementation versus more because in the discord group, I mean, there's a, I, I thought I used a lot of supplements, but then I'm like, man, like there's some people I think use a <laughs> lot versus like Ben gets them and shows them and uses them. But because that's for product education. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if we need like, 10 different nootropics going in me at once. So like, how did you like progress from that previous showing to this showing? So a lot of it really comes down to attitude um, because every other thing that I've done is like, we're just going to suffer as bad as we can to make this work. And part of the whole, you know, prep process of this year was, you know, I was getting into shape for the brand. We had to do some brand content. Um, and then it was like, well, I need to be able to kind of maintain everything else that's going on. So I can't just suffer. So if we're going to do this, we're going to do a show and it's supposed to build content for the brand and, you know, um, kind of see where we've come in the last few years, it has to be sustainable. So I have to build this foundation of structure and maintaining, you know, cognitive function and, and all these different things, because now my plate is fuller than ever. Uh, and trying to get into the best shape ever really um oh crap <laughs> yeah man there you go bro <laughs> so you know it's like trying to put all those pieces together uh it was like okay number one i have to delegate my nutrition to somebody else so uh everything else i've done myself and i don't mind suffering so i'll just pull all the calories and i'll get super shredded um hey i know that guy too <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, it was like, give my nutrition to somebody else because I know I over diet. And then uh, with that came more food. Uh, I've got more lean muscle mass. So we were able to um, eat more food, continue to work hard, lift heavier weights and, you know, maintain kind of a caloric deficit to get lean. 
So with that, I was able to function better other than just overall body fatigue, which led to a difference in supplementation because I've never had problems sleeping. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I usually don't sleep enough to have problems sleeping. Yeah. So it's like if, <laughs> if you only sleep four hours, like it's on and off and you get back going. But, you know, I was just accumulating fatigue so much that, um, you know, started putting in different, you know, electrolytes, sleep uh, supplements, even when as far as like uh, Delta 8 gummies, which I'd never messed with before. Uh, but it was just like my sleep was horrible. So I had to do something. Right. Yeah. And, and um, so like having you ate more food and such, obviously, I mean, your higher basal metabolic rate, more lean tissue. Um, but um, yeah, like the, I think the food plays a huge role um, with the attitude as well. I mean, if you're like tired, like you said, you're bloated, you're distended. I think there's a lot of functionality between food and gut microbiome and attitude because of that vagus nerve that's going through the, the gut, um, what this, the gut brain access. Right. And so, um, I think that's something that, uh, is, is really affected with people who are negative and I'm, there's studies behind it showing that people who are more negative in life or what they call, they call themselves realists, you know, but it shows that they have a, a balance of bacteria of gut microbiome. That's like more bad than good. And, um, and as far as like how they figure that out, I don't know. I'm not a specialist in that. I think that's um, very. <laughs> I don't think anybody is yet. No, nah, well, they because I think they claim that they know more about the outer space or the universe than they do the gut microbiome. So, um, you know, but uh, but yeah, I mean, that, it takes a special like person to to do these shows or to even recognize that, because um, I think that's one thing that I I find that certain people they they want shortcuts, um, and whenever and they give this false perception, this false attitude, which you were saying like blessing said, like he's going to win the Olympia. Yeah. You got to say that you got to believe that. But like in all reality, I mean, what, what I would say is like, I think he says that to say, I'm going to do my best. I'm coming in yeah. at my 100% versus I'm going to win. But if that's what he has to say to come in at his best, then I agree with it. But, um, but other people are thinking like, yeah, he's going to like, he wants to win it or like, that's his, only mentality but i don't i don't think that's it man i think you need something to keep that discipline going and um and it is created through those habits or those self-motivation to keep some discipline but yeah. um but they don't look on the outside to get motivation from other people because that's just it's so short-lived it's a fuse and it's yeah. you know versus a a motive motivation is like an erection it comes and goes <laughs> you know what i'm saying sometimes it doesn't even come <laughs> <laughs> they make supplements for, for, for that for me the, the problem with with bodybuilding is it's like so subjective and it, it so much depends on the, on the day and who shows up that day like for me in powerlifting like i never gave a fuck who was going to show up to the competition like mm -hmm. there was a number and i was hitting that number like, and that was the easiest way for me to self-motivate and like if i got to the meet and there were people i was going to beat like i'd talk massive shit like i'd have no problem <laughs> doing that but like like the blessing thing is difficult because like when we got into it further, you know, I was asking, I was like, do you really think you're going to win this? Because like, you know, big Rammy exists, you know, like that's, that, there, there's, there's, there are bigger people and more conditioned people. And he was like, no, like when we really talk about it, you know, we want to crack top five. Even if I can crack the crack top five, then, you know, objectively, I only have a few more spots to go and we can, we can identify the issues when we get there. And that is the way that I think. Like for me, like I have uh, objectives 
you know, like, like I, I need to do certain things. I need to fix certain, certain aspects um, and relentlessly pursuing those weak points is that that's what gets me up in the morning. I also really, really enjoy the suffering. Like I'm not even a bodybuilder, but like waking up early and going and doing cardio and absolutely fucking loathing the event of doing that is really fun to me for some reason. Like when I wake up and the alarm goes off and I think to myself how much I don't want to get out of bed, like for some fucking reason, when I think like, you know, there's what how many not, not nine billion people on the earth right now whatever we just hit eight billion like you know 7.98 billion of those people are not going to get up right now and like for right. some reason that makes me really excited that i'm one of those people that will get up yeah uh, you're fighting that constant battle with you know as i call it like your inner bitch is like oh, that yeah. person is telling you hey don't get up yeah or, this is hard let's not do this yeah i love like saying no to that like uh like when i go in the sauna like i don't know if you guys have seen my whole thing but like i sit in the sauna and i fight everyone else in the sauna like i like <laughs> i i only leave the sauna when everyone else has and i've never said anything to any of these other people they probably don't know although i'm like staring at them from the corner of the sauna they might think it but like that kind of like self-loathing drives me like i that i don't know what it is about that it's probably why like my uh fitness came from a very negative place for a very long time um, but that for, for me, like, that's what I, I love that stuff. Yeah. I I'm similar in that same vein. It's like the things that are hard, uh, are the things that I enjoy. Uh, nothing has ever come easy for me. I've had to work for everything. Mm-hmm. And I think with that, there's an understanding that oh, with man. suffering comes <laughs> reward, right? It's like, you know, that, uh, you're doing things that other people aren't doing. And as you put those blocks together, you're letting yourself get to a higher point. Yeah, I think that it really, I think it's, a. I don't know, for me, it's its a lot of fun to go one more pace. You know, like when I do cardio, you know, if I was aiming for 20 minutes and like I, I misjudge and all of a sudden it's 20 minutes, 30 seconds, I go to 21 minutes. Like I, I it's mental games for me and it makes it entertaining. It makes it interesting for me, at least. When you said, um you used to come at fitness at like a negative perspective or um, attitude, I guess, like, were you worse at lifting that way? Or are you, are you better now? Maybe you come at it at a different perspective, like uh, as far as maybe technique or how you approach your training programming. Yeah. So at the time, like it's, it's, it's apples and oranges. I probably say I'm better now, um, but it is apples and oranges. Like my best total was uh, 1805 at 275. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I technically weighed 268 at the time, but I bloated up for the competition. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of weight, but it was ugly. Um, so now I've, I mean, I've squatted 727 at 242. Now I'm down weight, um, moving, you know, similar numbers, but way, way better. I'm way healthier. You know, back then I couldn't walk my dog because I would get shin pumps. You know, like my back would, would get pumped up <laughs> because of the amount of orals that I was on back then. And now I can, I can run a mile. And I don't know if I could go squat 727 after the mile, but I could definitely squat near that in the same day. You know, like I, I can, I can move. Uh, and that was a big thing for me was being able to do the same things, but healthier. Um, and I also found other ways to kind of uh, reinforce that. Like I used to eat like shit back then, you know, like I ate a lot of, a lot of uh, good foods, but I, I put a lot of other stuff in there to get the cat, just the mass calories. And uh, these days, like I went completely gluten dairy free uh, and I, I didn't cheat for something like 12 weeks straight. And I remember wow. getting to the point where I was like, all right, I probably should do a cheat meal soon. <laughs> and it was like, not this week. 
not this week not this way. and i just like kept pushing it and it got to the point where, like i actually really enjoy cooking my own food like i can make it taste rather good um mm-hmm. and it got to the point where like i had um what did i have last week i went and got like a like two breakfast sandwiches from this like disgusting place that they make they make like cheeto bagels and stuff dude they, they look delicious though like yeah they yeah, were look incredible like a, yeah i'd be on the toilet like 20 minutes later but yeah you know i have a really good gut like i actually don't get sick from the stuff but i feel like a slug you know like i just <laughs> and, and you know what the funny thing is is i think it's actually all psychological i act because back in the day when i would mm-hmm. eat like trash like i never i mean i always felt terrible because i was obese but you know i i I didn't have a reaction to it like I do now. And I, I actually really do think a lot of it is like, because I, I very much subscribe to like the clean eating lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and this is like so counter. I used to be very like macro counting. Like I used to really, really live and die by the macros. But these days, like I seriously believe that if I eat clean foods all day long, like I can't get fat. Like it just doesn't happen. Like I, I maintain like really good body composition if I can just eat clean constantly. It's really difficult for me to eat enough clean food to to put on like a you know a little bit of fat. Plus, you're moving around, man, staying active. I mean, I think TJ is probably the most like consistent person on here, man. Uh, oh, yeah. With food, uh, with I mean, it's freaking the same stuff, right, man? Like salmon. Yeah, I. My first and last meal of every day is virtually identical, depending on where my calories are based on what I'm trying to do at the time. But like right now, like we said on the last podcast, I was with Andrew. I six whole eggs, uh, 280 grams cooked rice, and 200 grams of pineapple. It's meal one every single day, and then the, my throughout my day, depending on how many how much rice or potato I put with my meals, lean protein sources, vegetables, and potato rice, whatever I feel like that day. Then pretty much. 98% of the time I do 16 ounces of cooked salmon with my rice, my fruit of choice, which is always pineapple because I freaking <laughs> love pineapple. And then uh, because my calories are a little higher right now, I've found some like uh, healthy chip options. Like some of the bean based ones are high in fiber. I don't get enough fiber compared to how many calories I'm getting. So I like the using them as a tool for, getting some of my fiber in or depending on the day, like I told Sprouts has uh, just a local grocery store here has some chips that are literally potato, avocado oil, and sea salt. So if um, I need to find out, <laughs> oh, they're so good too. Do they you have guys, a sweet potato one. I'm sorry. Do you, do you guys subscribe to the seed oil thing? Like the whole like uh, inflammatory seed oil concept? I try to avoid it as much as possible, but I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way to be like, Oh, that has seed oil in it? Mm, no, I'll pass um, for that 1%. Um, I think if you, I'm thinking enough omega-3s, I feel like enough EPA that it's going to balance out. I think a balance um, is kind of what we're looking at, kind of a ratio. And the same way that we look at lipid panels um, and other blood work, uh, I think ratio is a little bit more. But I think the whole, um, like I guess, like myth, or you can say, like cult following for that. I I believe it's kind of a good marketing tool for whoever started it. I don't know who it was, but I mean, that's the reality of a lot of these things like carnivore diet and yeah. eating liver. Um, but I only ask because TJ like mentioned like the, the, the makeup of the chips and like with chips. Yeah. Dude, I love restaurant style chips, like salty <laughs> tortilla chips. Like, holy shit. I cannot control myself around them. I will eat the entire bag. But they're usually like sunflower seed oil, 
and and stuff like or soybean oil um and i find like i have rosacea and i find that that flares it up really badly is if i eat like a lot of seed oils yeah um that sounds good i get a i get a response from canola oil if i'm eating something that has uh, too much canola oil i get all phlegmy and like Mm -hmm. i i can tell like i won't even know canola oil is in there and then i'll like start i'll be like partially done with a meal and i start getting phlegmy i'm like i look at the ingredients like a camel yeah yeah but that's really the only one that I react like that to. The the rest, I don't think I really respond. And I take a ton of omega three. We've but, also talked about this. So so here's kind of my question or the corollary to that is, you know, how much do guys like us really eat seed oils? I mean, we're not the yeah. average population that this is targeted at that are picking up processed food all day long, and you know, they may be getting, who knows, like you know, yeah, five, six, ten. Uh, tablespoons of the seed oil through all these different processed things where okay well we may get a half of a tablespoon or a tablespoon with you know this one little treat Mm -hmm. that we have so i I think we're not the target population for that and we we still have to live life right like i think that's where some of these kind of like zealots out there are just like oh no seed oils and only eat testicles and you know like whatever Wait, that, who, that, who only eats testicles? <laughs> I don't know. Some roided up fucker on TikTok. <laughs> I totally agree. I mean, like, the only problem for me is, like, that's a slippery slope. Like, if you let me get a bag of chips that have a little bit of seed oil in them, I will buy the family size and I will eat the whole thing before the end of the night. But you're probably right. TJ, like, is most of your omegas coming from the, the all that salmon you eat pretty much? <laughs> I also take... Uh, quite a bit of supplementation too. I'm just, maybe I'm just too bought into omega-3s, but I've had good results on how I feel. Uh, I had a traumatic brain injury, so I like to take high amounts of DHA. Like sure. Probably stupid yeah. amounts of DHA. So uh, I do something. Your blood work's good too. I mean, we've, we've looked at it before and it's good. Yeah. Yeah. There. I mean, there's, there's been very few situations where something was out of range where I'm like, oh, I should address that. Like, yeah, things look good overall, but I I normally take about a gram and a half worth of DHA, so that's about three grams of EPA at the one I take, uh, and then my salmon at the end of the night every night. Do you care about the 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 style? Should I say style? Like what kind the of fish oil you have? Ethyl ester or the triglyceride form? Uh, not necessarily. I just like to make Are sure they're sourced from small fish. Yeah. That, so you could that, yeah. I got really into the fish oil thing a couple of years ago. I had an endocrinologist up here that works with a lot of the top pros and he was adamant, not just for health, but also um, for creation of new muscle cells, apparently DHEA and EPA. He really thinks it's super important for muscle growth. Um, and uh, like <laughs> Andrew, what you were like alluding to before about like all the supplements that I get, I probably don't take that much. <laughs> I really can't say that publicly very often because it, it comes across badly, <laughs> but like I, really yeah. believe that simplicity is the key you, um, yeah i mean but that's reality like if, if i'm a company and i'm sending you like 10 products to test like i mean unless it's for a study i don't want you to like you know yeah. make yourself go through that because then now that affects what you're doing for another company and mm-hmm. i am sending it to you knowing that i'm trying to help the consumer or the industry sure. out so i mean if those people take offense i'd be like okay you're you know you're a little tight bud you know 
Yeah, but, um, I, I I try to ask companies to send me things that aren't just a pre workout or protein, like uh, <laughs> like James's in daily. Like I can take that every day because there's very little that competes with that. That you know, like the the fact of the matter is like pre workout. I take a different one every single day of the week because that's yeah. what comes out every week. But yeah. when it comes to fish oil, I got really into it a little bit. Cage came out with their triglyceride um, version, which had this really cool whole thing where you could source where it like really came from and everything. I was yeah. a really big fan of that. Um, and then when uh, Smart Prime came out, we had the opportunity to uh, podcast with the late, great Hector Lopez, and he kind of shattered all of my beliefs on triglycerides in that so podcast. I, I was actually going to ask you about that, Ben, <laughs> as we started down this this fish oil path. Because, <laughs> I was going to do the same thing. <laughs> well, I got a chance to uh, talk to Brandon and and Hector shortly on the uh, on like a Zoom call a while back. And, you know, I'm really impressed with a lot of the the data and, and just the different things that maybe smart prime could do for us. Yeah. I think, um, I think it's really incredible. I think it's really possible that it could be an anti-obesity type thing without really having the anti-obesity, like it's not like a fat burn or anything, but it could help a lot of people deal with inflammation in their body. Um, yeah, it's a liquid, it, right. Or can they dehydrate it? I, I think you can I, put it in. Yeah. I think it's a powder. Also, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they okay. put it in soft gels, but I think there's it's also in a powder as well. It's in uh, Leviathan. Is it in the multi for ghosts or no? Uh, no, it's in their fish Le oil. Leviathan, that's oh, a soft okay. gel. Okay. Oh, Leviathan's is a soft gel. Yep. Uh, I'm upset with myself. I don't know exactly what you guys are talking about, so, so I'm going to look this up soon as I'm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you got to go watch uh, Ben's uh, you... YouTube. Did you? Do yeah, YouTube? actually. Yeah, actually, if you go to my YouTube and you look up the podcast with Smart Prime, they'll literally spell out the whole thing for you. And it's literally the researcher that created it. So it's, at, yeah. I mean, we, if you're a reader, our blog will give you a lot of the information on it. But if you're a visual or audio learner, uh, I would recommend the video. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's basically a compound that can, you know, kind of, it, it, it counteract kind of, the whole omega six idea. Yeah, it, it counterbalances the uh, ratio of omega threes to omega sixes. So, no matter what your diet is, the way that it, it digests in your body, it uh, upregulates whatever it is. I can't remember what well, it was, but that pushes the omega-3s, the EPAs through. Yeah, TJ, if you're if you're familiar with like the whole concept of like, you know, uh, lands dwellers versus coastal dwellers and how that affects your genetics when it comes to omega-6 metabolization, this basically kind of hacks that kind of pathway. Um, so... What, what is it? If you are a, a lands dweller, you don't convert. Uh, oh man, I haven't done this ingredient in a while. You don't convert ALA into EPA as well. I think that's what it was. Um, and so basically this will help out a lot with that. So basically like if you're not Nordic, uh, it's really going to help you out. Or if you are Nordic, it's going to help you out. I forget what the, what the direction is. I think you're not. If right? you're, yeah, Nordic you, is water. Can you guys tell that I prep for my videos before I do these? <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> hey, we're not editing this. Yeah. <laughs> ben does have brain farts. So yeah. um yeah. every here and there it happens if I don't yeah. caffeine enough. So this is the one that I I'm familiar with that had it. But yeah. Did, did you notice yeah. like maybe um like a mood enhancement from it versus other fish oils? Because some people say that they get a mood enhancement or high amounts of EPA are given to children with autism to help them kind of control the, the spectrum that they're on? You know, um, this is probably not something I should say publicly, but 
the more I take supplements and the more I test ingredients, the more, um, you know, like if, if like the reactions to supplements are, are wild when you're a new consumer, yeah. like the longer I take things, the, the more it, it brings those, re- the, those highs and lows closer. Um, yeah. I, I did not feel so like switching from a very high dose of, I was taking the revive, uh, EPA DHA before that, which is a triglyceride form switching yeah. from that to a standard dosage of ghost fish oil. I did not see a difference at all. Um, I did not get any blood work on this, however, I would say, but um, I was taking a very high dosage of the Revive and I switched over to Ghost, which is a lower dosage, but I found no differences in my day-to-day life, which to me, that was a significant thing. If I don't see a difference when I'm going down mm-hmm. a dosage, that's significant to me. Well, I mean, I would say that that'd be almost like conducive to your habits that you have now, right? So, I mean, exactly. that shows that whatever you're doing now, whatever you changed, whatever you're taking all these supplements are technically helping. They're just, mm-hmm. you know, stacking on top of each other. So it sucks to take something. You're like, man, I feel a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. There have been a couple of times where I've taken some products and been like, ah, oh, shit, I got to go back. Um, <laughs> like, like gut products for me, that was, that, that is a big ongoing experiment because there's so many of them. Yeah. And, um, like I have a, I have a pretty good gut, but like, I can tell like when my gut is like on Superman mode, you yeah. know? Um, so for me, uh, the, my most consistent usage of, of gut products is probably GI plus from revive that, that thing just always keeps me good. That's in my stack, man. I just posted it up on discord, like my, yeah. kind of my stack that I do. So hey, Dan, I, I have a, I have like a, a iron stomach, I guess. I don't have a lot of gut issues and I see a lot of people like, you know, uh, will from Leviathan, he's got an incredible gut product. Um, you know, I hear a lot about the revive one. So what pushes you to, to keep that in your regimen so i have like i just like you i have an iron stomach like i can eat in and out every day for like five days and have no problem like that's not a problem for me but um like getting by and having great gut health are two different things to me like like i won't have you know the shits or anything if i if i cheat but um complete regularity and there is just also something where i just i could tell that I, my gut is absorbing nutrients better like i get better pumps I recover better. Um, just overall, I have a better feeling day. My mood is better. My outlook on life is better. And my gut is almost always tied into that somehow. Yeah. That's interesting. Do you yeah, feel like me? you're, do you feel like oh, that yeah. could be flipped though? Your mood is better and that causes better digestion. Cause I, I notice people like, 100%. so get anxious and then all of a sudden they can't digest food. Hundred percent. Yeah, your your sympathetic nervous system just spikes up. Your parasympathetic parasympathetic nervous system goes down. Can't rest and digest. It's totally Um, possible. One of the worst ones for me is traveling. Chicken or the egg, (laughs) but yeah, yeah, traveling destroys it, right? So I mean, you know, they claim that there's specific prebiotics that can help with resetting that. But I mean, for me, man, I had uh, cancer in my duodenum, and then I have had. uh, diverticulitis and uh, okay so you have like significant issues mm-hmm. yeah so like it's so tough man so like whenever i was with matt porter um he like he was very like plain on all the foods but it's it kind of destroyed me so i came from a very negative um outlook at fitness and nutrition and just habits in general i grew up very sick of autoimmune disease um and so uh they gave me at like age four man they gave me like adult doses of Adirac and just other medications and i i was at all children's hospital in st pete and um so i've grown up with a lot of stomach issues and so i've had 
I've cured or not cured, but I've managed my eczema. Um, I used to be like um, Dupixent dependent and I got off of that, uh, but really through my diet. And if there's certain food that I eat and I notice that it flares it up, but if I maintain very clean diet and not a lot of whole foods, like um, not, not a lot of like, like chewing, like I'll take my whole foods and I'll like blend it. Okay. And, um, and it makes so my have to have like pre-macerated foods. Right. Because I, I have to intake like 4,300 calories to stay where I'm at now. And, um, if I don't, then I just drop weight. So, I mean, I'm at 200 now at six foot and it's tough. Um, and then I, my body wants to go down to like 155 and, Jeez. um, I but, thought that uh, was skinny, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. So like pushing it over 200, it's, you know, it takes extra, extra supplementation. So, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think we, so we all, I would say like knowing TJ and I guess Ben, you said you're overweight. We came kind of, I would almost say that it's like a, we're maybe more aggressive with diet and with, um, with our attitude toward creating habits with fitness and supplementations and such, maybe trying to look for shortcuts sometimes, um, just an assumption, but like James, how was your, like, why did you go into fitness? Cause I don't. Like, did you go into it with a positive outlook? Like, or did you go into it more of like a, I'm, I'm overweight or I don't look good or I need more muscle. So it's, it's kind of like, I got both ends of the spectrum. So I graduated high school. I'm over six, three. Uh, I was 170 pounds. You're so six, three? Oh. yeah. Yeah. Me and Ben are, are close to the same height. Um, oh, man, I wish I had three inches. <laughs> hey, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> But so, you know, I was very skinny. My dad was in the military. So I grew up around a bunch of just lean, muscular guys. Like and my era, like being Arnold, he man was like the thing. And I was always not that. And I was not that not athletic. Uh, but then you like flip that. I have a kid working full time, had a desk job. And then I blew up to 215 of sitting on my ass, just being a chunky bitch. And yeah. uh, so I went into it very negative from both sides was a, I can't put on muscle. I've never been muscular. So I had a bad body image of being skinny, but then I got fat. And one day I looked in the mirror and I was like, this guy's not me. And yeah. it was like, from that day, I mean, almost like never looked back. It's either always been losing weight to, you know, get shredded or, you know, bulking back up to try to put on some lean tissue. So yeah. it's just kind of been that, that back and forth, but, um, you know, I never really did anything drastic per se, yeah. other than just food changes. So the first thing that you did was food changes. Cause I see you posting, man, you wake up at like four 30 every morning. So like, I, I see you on, I'm like on Instagram at the same time. Sometimes and I'm yeah. like, man, you're up again. Like the freaking discipline. <laughs> right. So it's like, yeah. um, so yeah, that self-motivation. I mean, I think that's, that's tough, but like for a, someone to develop, um, because they're always trying to look outward, man. They, they look at the social media. So you, you, so you just went to changing your food, not toward like, Hey, let me get this supplement. Let me get this fat burner. And then I'll work. Oh, on my no. Diet. I mean, it was, it was all like, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to yeah. learn this nutrition thing because I didn't really know. I mean, all oh. I knew was like, you, you should drink milk because it makes your bones healthy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, it, you it, drink it, that a two Hershey's chocolate milk, man. <laughs> Oh, I've, dude, I've heard so about good. that. It's so good. But, you know, like I took uh, mass gainers and creatine, you know, that my dad had mm -hmm. back in the day. 
but you know, it came down to, I really didn't understand nutrition. I really didn't understand, uh, you know, like metabolic rates, things like that. And mm -hmm. so after maybe a couple months, I did what everybody did. I went to the GNC, I bought two, three hundred dollars worth of supplements and said, bro, I'm about to put on 30 pounds of muscle right now. <laughs> and then I that just GNC guy was like, man, my condition. He was like, yeah, buddy, <laughs> I'll see you next month. Um, but then just kind of the way that my thought process is, is like I started looking into it. I'm like, yeah, man, you know, I'm not seeing the changes. What is this stuff? And I just yeah. like went down that rabbit hole. And, and I think that's what started my, you know, initial problem with what I'm trying to solve with Impel Nutrition was like, there's just these products out there that just talk shit and they've got nothing in them and you don't know where they're made. And that's always pissed me off. And maybe it's just because I'm cheap and that 200 bucks is like in the back of my mind somewhere, like you've wasted this money. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I, I did all the same things that everybody else did. I just didn't, I, I don't know, just, I don't put on weight very well either. So I can eat it in and out and stay 200 pounds and, yeah. you know, have somewhat abs most of the time. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a good way. Um, I mean, <laughs> but also <laughs> I can't get look. much bigger than where I'm at without like really pushing the envelope. It, and, 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 you know, when you start trying to get bigger, you have like more health problems. Like mm -hmm. I ran into like trying to be off season, like two thirty, and like, I started getting like some edema, some like more like harder to breathe, more like heart issues. <laughs> and um dude i was like how do people i don't understand how people do this man and what so, you have to do is you have to you know like <laughs> you know like you, you have like a little like heart palpitation like every year and there you're like oh that was weird like the frequency <laughs> of that you have to get comfortable with that going up and like because yeah, yeah. it's like you're like oh it's okay it's, it's, it, it, that happens every here and there like i'll take a little lasik it's fine yeah um 100 <laughs> yeah but you need a little but bit I mean, of water that's the problem <laughs> yeah but I mean, like, yeah, it's to the it's to the point where I'm like, man, it's not even worth it, man. I'm like, I'll just accept where I'm at because that's just reality versus like what I'm trying to do on social media, right? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, but, you gotta um, understand if are you getting a paycheck to do this or not? Yeah, because a well, lot of people for, this is their hobby. The paycheck thing is funny because, like, in in some way, like in some way, we kind of do get a paycheck based on our fitness a little bit. Like, it, it does have something to do with with our success, but like. For me, it's like, man, how many rooms do you walk into and that 230 really matters? You know, like, like I want it to be 300 pounds, but in 99% of the time that I go out in public, like there are not bigger people than me, you know, yeah, like, right. like every oh. here and there, like if I go down to raw, I'll be around like Brett or, you know, like, like whatever, I'll be around, you know, uh, Nick Walker over here and there or something like I'll be around some bigger dudes. It's, it's, it, it is a little emasculating being around someone that much bigger than you. But most of the time you go into a normal gym, you're bigger than everyone. Yeah. Right. And then I, if I you're just living yeah. life, right. You're just somewhere. And they're like, Hey man, uh, you know, so-and-so no, nah. he's like, Oh, well he's that big guy. And then <laughs> yeah. you're like, I still don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> because they're like, well, actually, yeah, you're bigger than that guy. So never mind. Dude, anytime you go into like like I you go shopping, like you're the biggest dude in the grocery store, like by <laughs> default. Like there's like if you do see someone that's big, like as big as you, you're like, yeah, that guy. You, know, you, like, you yeah. give, you give little, like that head nod, you're like, little nod, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're racing to the like sale chicken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're racing for that last family pack of chicken in, yeah. in the in the meat section for sure. But yeah, because uh, TJ. Uh, I mean, you work out of a powerhouse, and so you have like Nick Walker there sometimes. 
I've worked out over at MI40 and Nick Walker. And you're just like, it makes me have like a slight body dysmorphia for like a still because I'm like, I'm so small. And then I realized, oh, I like, I'm pretty snug in two XL shirts. And I'm like, people are like, oh, you're a bodybuilder. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like there's big guys out there. And, um, but yeah, it's a, it's still a little hard for me mentally, but um, I think like um, the whole like social media thing, I think we are trying to, cause I know Price Plow is trying to help educate everybody. And I think mm-hmm. we continue education like ourselves so we can educate better. Um, like TJ's and John do it uh university so mm-hmm. he's taking that which is awesome because i'm kind of like picking his brain from it and it, it's funny um the things that john jewett teaches his students or you know people um it, it's uh Customers. yeah of <laughs> higher you know how to live a healthier lifestyle through bodybuilding or fitness but i probably takes a little bit different route through the average consumer um but i mean like how because like we're all trying to create some sort of like habit, like a healthy habit for people. And sometimes I feel like reading in messages that they're, they're looking for like the next best supplement to make mm-hmm. them like even better versus I'm like, well, Hey dude, like what's your like lifestyle like first um, before going on to that next thing? Cause that, there's, I know you, companies have to sell products, there's innovation there's all these things but it's like like how can we make this this uh supplement to be into lifestyle which is why i was very intrigued by intel um and kind of like the route that they went with the in daily because the first person that i saw do that um as a small company was morphogen mm. uh, they they're they're kind of style with that and so um they, there's more I would say, is there more education from Intel to, to your customers uh, about the, the in, in daily? Because to me, that's oh, yeah. intriguing. Like, because because when it it really comes down to it, and I'll, I'll back up for a second. You talk about you know people want to buy a pill and it just works. It's like I suck at selling our thermogenic. If you meet me in person and you want to buy the thermogenic, it's like there's six other questions, and usually they just walk away because it's like you know what's your diet? You know how consistent are you? Um, you know, when it boils down to it, you probably just need more energy and you need to take your ass to the gym. So maybe you should just buy a pre-workout or take your ass to the gym and not buy any supplements. And, and that's, that's kind of like the, where I'm not a good salesperson there. But when we talk about like in daily is people go, oh, well, it's a greens product. And I didn't want to just have a greens product because there's so many just horrible ones on the market. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that really adds any value to anyone it wouldn't add value to my lifestyle. It would just add one more thing to, to open. But I do think that there's value in having greens in a product. And I think it's a, a hot segment that um, is picking up a lot of steam. So we wanted to be involved, but we wanted to put something in it that um, was different. And like you said, Morphogen, Ben, um, I met him, great guy. He does some really creative stuff. Um, but I've never really subscribed to I need this many vitamins of every little thing um, as just the backbone. He does a great job of putting basically, you know, a hundred percent of your vitamins, I think like across the board. Yeah. And I was like, most people take a crappy multivitamin anyway. And um, a lot of these little vitamins, if you're eating a decent mix of food, you're going to get them 
and I don't know if you're deficient. So that's something that I always try to like play with is uh, maybe over supplementation of everything uh, is not ideal for everyone. So yeah. I tried to approach it from like, what would everybody really need? What do I think I need from a health perspective is your vitamin C's, D's, E, K2, um, CoQ10, like, right. So we're going to cover the basis. And then I'm a huge fan of alpha lipoic acid for uh, glucose regulation. So I like to take this with my meals and then, you know, you get PQQ that kind of piggybacks on the CoQ10 for heart health, um, bergamot, you've got, um, some Astreon in there that kind of helps for skin health, nails, collagen support. Um, because I wanted to, to drive the collagen aspect, but I'm super picky with the types of collagen. So, um, I'm not just going to throw bovine collagen in there. So it was like, yeah we'll piggyback this and later on we'll probably come out with a full collagen product of like uh eggshell membrane um you know maybe some marine collagen but so it was really like how can i live a longer better life and make it more efficient and effective to take it um i hate buying 12 different things uh, because i'll never reorder them in the right time uh so like i'll, I'll have one sitting on my counter like right now I'm, I'm about yeah. to run out of uh, fish oil and there's like three other things that I ran out of that I'll have to buy now. Um, I mean, you, you guys stop by your local vitamin shop. And pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how do you, how do you plan to like, is it in your goal to educate these people on those ingredients or yeah. is that I mean, where you, you try to reach out to help like for price plow? Um, because I know like a lot of us trainers, I mean, I reach out, I send people to price file. I send people to examine.com. TJ does the same thing. I'm sure like for examine.com. I mean, everybody uses that. Um, great site. yeah, I love it. And I'm like, like, who do you start with? Do you start with your consumer or do you start with, like, do you try to educate a parent to tell them, Hey, this is also important for your child. Um, because for me, I own a company. Called we don't Disney. market to children. Uh, yeah. we're, so like, we're not putting candy on our on our products yeah. either so that's a um, tough subject it. right now that's a, but, um, that's a discord joke <laughs> but uh i own fit family book and um i my whole purpose is to educate children about nutrition using bodybuilders and so okay. i you know i'm using jay cutler and guy sisterino as my first two and then to add and paul coming up and stuff um and then doing an app and stuff but like because something's just not coming across and to create these habits. And I, you know, they're, they're looking at their parents, but I'm always wondering, I'm always wondering and very interested in the psychology of consumers. I'm like, why, why do we continue to buy these things? Why do we continue to, to try to build more muscle if it's not our job? Why do we continue to, to try to be more optimal? I always wondered about that. Like, what's your perspective, I guess, of, of like the consumerism within the industry? So, because you know, first off, well, we do try to do as much education as possible, especially, you know, anybody that I can contact, you know, when when we start making contact and people ask me questions, it's like, OK, can I gauge your interest pretty quickly? Because you can get a 10 second explanation or you can get a 10 minute explanation, um, you know, and, and so we try to do post occasionally not try to like beat people over the head with it um on social media but you know we'll explain some of the ingredients we did that for quite a few of our products and made that like a little series 
um, of things that are super high value. Um, but the consumer nowadays has a really low tolerance um, attention wise. So you have to be careful. Um, and I'm not, I don't do a great job of making really pretty pictures and taking time to uh, take everything to a photo shoot. So, you know, I, I try to really compress that into something useful. But then we utilize guys like uh, Ben at Price Plow and, um, you know, Ryan and Chad over at Fitness Informant to, to build extra content for us from a different voice that is known for education and information. And then, um, you know, when we're talking to retailers and I'm sending them my pitch email and information on the brand, uh, it's got links to all these guys' blogs. Uh, Price yeah, okay. Plow's done a, a great blog for us on uh, our non-stem pump product, Vein. And it's always in there. It's like, here's the quick two second. But if you really want to know, like, here's everything you could want to know about this. So I think yeah. it's important to to drive it from multiple angles. And, you know, we are starting to see that there are more parents that that care about what their children are doing and intaking. Um, like my son, he's 14. And, yeah. uh, you know, we talk all the time about eating more protein, you know, it's like a base level of nutrition understanding. When I was his age, I didn't understand the concept of, you know, Hey, protein helps build muscle protein helps all these other functions. You can't just eat pop tarts all day. Yeah. Um, so that's what my books do. So it does it in a playful manner. So like I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old and they know like protein, like they know the protein drinks, like the fair life protein. They're like, Oh yeah, it builds muscle. Or they know carbs give them energy. That's good for brain. Um, so they know those things. So it's really cool um and they're teaching at a young age and i'm like i didn't know that they can freaking learn that young you know like these <laughs> concepts where people come in and and you know to the vitamin shop and they're like hey like and you start talking to them and you're like yeah you might want to eat more protein in your diet like a gram per pound of body weight and they're like protein like like chips I'm like no <laughs> you know, it's uh, like oh, this is my this is my favorite one yeah proteins i mean i eat peanut butter all the time <laughs> you're like yeah. man that's a fat that's a fit chick phase. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love peanut butter. Don't get me wrong. But I, I, I think, unfortunately, the problem with the education is like most consumers just want to take a product. And and, and I have, like, as I love educating consumers. I There's nothing that makes me happier than people tell me that, like, I help them understand things better. But for me, it has a lot to do with, um, like people should be able to take the product and know what it's going to do for them. Maybe not know at a cellular level what it is actually doing, but how it's going to mm -hmm. affect their lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so we have different phases of, of, of uh, content for us. Like we, the shortest form content for us is obviously like our stories, which like everyone really loves watching stories. It's very easy. Uh, and then the, our reels and TikToks are a little bit longer. And then our YouTubes and podcasts, you know, we can, we can podcast for, for like two hours there. Um, and, and, I speak to different people on different levels because, you know, people who follow our Instagram just want to know like quick information, you know, like in daily, what's it going to do for me? How's it going to change my life? But if you're a YouTube watcher or if you're like a, a blog reader, you're probably here for the long haul. You probably want to know why he's got NAC in it. You probably want to know why, you know, all these different things are, are, are going to affect you. So I, I, I love educating people and I, and I really applaud brands like Impel for educating people. But I also know that like the, the vast majority of end consumers are, they just want to, improve their life you know they they, yeah. they they just want to know like what's this product really going to do for me you know like they, they probably bought it because it looks cool and it had a couple of good claims on it you know and yeah and, and, sell and, them on a lifestyle yeah 
Yeah. And yeah. if you can do that, yeah. that's great. Like I'm happy for that, you know? So <laughs> is that like a, is that a technique or something like a, like a, I guess like a special type of marketing or like labeling on the bo bottle that makes someone want to take it? Like, there's something involved with yeah. that. So yeah. That I mean, that's what Chris Rawls was here for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I like like, this is yeah, very interesting. There's people who like, that's all they do is like, you know, I, I, was, I was talking to muscle tech. They were, they were talking about it. They, they brought in like a whole team to make their new launch of this thing. Like, this is yeah. supposed to go to this is supposed to go to Walmart. So like normal people see this and they're like smart thermo. Okay. Like it's, you know, like it's, <laughs> it's going to be more interesting to them than like, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like name your, your, your typical fat burner. Like the, we have such aggressive. Cut. Yeah. Like hydroxy cut. Like, <laughs> I mean, that was a name that got huge, but like, I mean, I probably have like 75 fat burners in this room. If like redux, you have like, um, yeah red sky a, yeah it doesn't make sense to them like what what, what yeah. does this have to do with, with what was it old lipo six or whatever yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like that That's has that has no relevance to anything but i mean you look at like an extends commercial right yeah they're not selling you on the name extends i mean there's a little bit of cheekiness in that yeah. but they're selling you the lifestyle that come, hey if you take this you'll be happy like bob or whoever it was and you know that kind of uh consumer psychology goes into almost everything like if you really wanted to pinpoint and, and be optimal at all these things it's like you're going to set up all your photo shoots to either explain the purpose of the product or yeah. to gear it towards selling this lifestyle mm -hmm. and sometimes selling the lifestyle is just being around certain people you know yeah. um that's why some of these companies do so well with their ambassador programs is because it's not even so much about the products. It's about the people who are connected to the front end of the products. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, so that's kind of a good thing though. So it's like, it's blasted on social media, even though social media sometimes can be um, scrutinized or used like through manipulation to make it appear a certain way. It's still, it's still what it's going to what help your attitude be a little bit better. And then you perform better. You live better. You have a better family life, better work ethics. I mean, um yeah i mean it, it's funny how it like circles back around it's the yeah. good and the bad that, that come so along with it kind of the balance one, one of the things that I, I think when we're back on attitude it's important the way that i look at things is that nothing is inherently good or bad marketing in itself is not good or bad supplements yeah. social media fitness um because there are people that ruin their whole lives just to work out at the gym you know three hours a day and, and they've got no family life and, you know, they're divorced and, and they've got no job. So yeah. I think it's important, you know, perspective. And then also to know that these things are tools and tools can be misused. Yeah. I think, uh, especially like when you talk about like social media and stuff like that, it, it, nothing's really all that bad. I mean, I like to make fun of people who like pro project this incredible lifestyle or, you know, like have to post every single fucking workout on the internet and stuff. But like, <laughs> if that makes you happy and if that makes you um like if that makes you more consistent like who gives a fuck right like yeah I, I think that all of these things can be used for the right reason and and you know andrew you work in a vitamin shop so you get kids coming in for sebum probably all the time because you have this, the chris bum said pre-workouts and sebum, rise ejaculoid yeah. yeah and it's it's fun <laughs> i forgot about that product i worked at a vitamin <laughs> shop once upon a time too uh it's funny because people will come in for the Chris Bumstead pre-workout and, and Chris Bumstead's pre-workout is not bad. It's loaded. It's full. It's a big fucking scoop. But uh, 
it's funny because they'll they'll come in for that shit just because Chris, you know, supposedly uses it. Who cares what's in it? They just want that product. But like, yeah. that's okay with me because like, if that's what sells them on it, that like using that product makes them feel like sebum, then like, that's a fine reason because it is a good product. I just like that it follows through on being a good product as well. I think that that's what's important. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like, like all of these kinds of things. Like, if if your attitude is like you want to be like someone else, I mean, I would recommend that people actually be themselves instead but if emulating that person makes you better off it makes you more consistent or whatever then fuck it yeah i feel like things like that make them feel like they're part of a community like yeah oh my type of people do this or my type of people take this and it kind of makes them feel like a part of something uh and yeah like they see c-bum and all of his success and they can relate to him because he has a list be like Oh, he's not per. He has some flaws too, even though he's the greatest classic physique maybe we've ever seen. <laughs> but yeah, very, very relatable. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 0. Uh, 0. 0. I, I actually, I, 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 I can't say like as someone who's hung out with Chris a few times, like he is very much a normal person, and I, I think like the way he shows that on social media is like very, very powerful. Like I've, I've seen too much sebum in the Discord. I'm. Yeah, it's just a lot. Yeah, of, well, that's people that beat a dead horse with jokes too long. Steve's <laughs> also a great example, though, like uh, embracing flaws or embracing struggles. Like his whole line is making jokes about people that were making fun of his list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. savage. Like, yeah, like, it's like taking bullying this. and turning it on its head. And I yeah, think that yeah. average person really appreciates that. Mm -hmm. I asked it's him if, if they were ever going to like phase that out, if that was like just a thing for at the, at the time that he just had the pre-workout. He didn't have like the RTD and everything. And he told me that so many people have told him that like embracing that, because he also has shirts that say it too. That's where the whole thing mm -hmm. came from. He said that so many people have reached out and told him that they feel more confident in their life, that he, he's never going to stop that. And I thought that was really powerful. That, I mean, that's really something. Yeah. yeah, that's huge. When you sell it in the stores, you have to continue with the list the entire time. You're telling me I put videos on the internet saying that shit. Like, <laughs> I feel so I feel so ridiculous when I like say that. But if, I mean, I love when you look at the button, the side of the RTDs. It still says like insane strength. Like, <laughs> like even the claims are in that. Which I, I, what the really funny thing to consider is that there is a lawyer, a regulatory lawyer, that told them it's okay for them to say that. You know, like it's okay for them to use their claims in a lisp. Because he has it, or is, like, because I would think that people would be like. You can't say that because it's going to be sensitive. But I mean, like, has he thought about like maybe starting him and Dom or whatever, starting like a donation for um, speech impediments? I I, I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, I think I'm but funny. it would be, it, <laughs> I think that'd be helpful for a lot of people for sure. But I think just yeah. being seen like that is important as well. Yeah. Just, just for that alone. <clears throat> yeah. It, it's actually interesting to me. Um, you know, being raised kind of in the time that I think a lot of us were raised, we all kind of dealt with different things that you were made fun of or bullied for um, in, you know, those high school arenas. And I think pretty much everybody on the planet has dealt with that at some point in our generation. And so to, to see actually now, like, and he's not the only one, there's a lot of people that have taken whatever was the thing that made them unique and weird then and now it's made them, you know, extremely successful and popular. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's pretty strong in, in any avenue um, or industry kind of for our generation. Dude, I grew up yeah. with bullying. I, 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 this might be an unpopular opinion. I think bullying is great for people. 
like I got bullied because I was skinny. I, as I fuck. think I think TJ agrees with you, and I think I'm gonna have to agree with you. <laughs> I think too. we all agree. Dude, <laughs> I, I came up so skinny, and everyone fucking made fun of me. And now I am like 260, and I can squat 700 pounds. And like, no one knows that that made fun of me in the eighth grade about it. But in my head, like, I won. You know, like, and if that's what pushes me, then that's good. Yeah, man. Yeah. I yeah. think there's you know there's a difference between bullying and then hate, and so oh, people sure. they they just mesh those together i'm like no 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 like some kids out of line if a kid punches my kid i tell him you hit him back oh <laughs> and yeah and then say i'm sorry <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah and i straight yeah. up tell my kid like okay if he hits you you hit him until he doesn't get up or somebody pulls you off <laughs> my parents hey, told man. me that my, my parents just told me to finish it yeah like, it's like you know what i mean that's it end it <laughs> that way you know he can't come back or there's no question of whether or not he was wrong yeah I, 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 I don't know. I've, to me, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a different time for sure. You know, like it, it and it's who you hang out with, down. you know, it's the, again, all it's funny, man, because like all these things go back to like how your attitude is on life. And then this person particularly asked about, you know, for fitness, but um, yeah, I think one of the major things that increased my attitude to be more positive or to be more successful uh, is being around people or conversing with people that have that same mentality. And so being part of these groups, like, so let's say you're like, you're bringing up the buying the sebum, the savage, mm-hmm. like you're being part of that group. And that's going to be the same people that have that relentless mentality. And no matter what you have, I mean, he has a, he has a physical um, disability, like for the autoimmune disease, definitely yeah. physical. And then he has a speech impediment. I mean, that people can hear it and then it makes them scared to speak, which can become a mental disability. And so For sure. I think that's really cool. Um, and then, but uh, I think that's really where it's going to tell you if you're going to be um, successful or not, or if you're going to be, um, I guess, like self, self-soothed or you're going to be, um, able to go out and talk to people and, and build relationships. It's definitely just the people that you hang out with. If you have a poor attitude, I mean, that's the best way to get out of like depression or a funk is to go out with people uh, with the same, you know, um, like hobbies as you. Yeah. When I was at Nutribri, we started this thing called the bio crew. And the whole idea of it was like bringing together people who, you know, like Nutribri was like, you know, supposedly without compromise and everything. And, and uh, I, I wanted to bring together people who, attacked their goals that hard because I, I there are as someone who like sets goals and probably relentlessly attacks them harder than most can have, um relate to like there's not a lot of other people like that like there's a reason that the four of us are talking over the internet not in person it's yeah. like or, or, like you know i don't know to me it's funny like i go to gym, the gym and like there's all these other powerlifters that you know are not at my level and they're like it's so incredible that you do like things that you do i'm like I, dude i, I just didn't stop you know like like i was lifting i was i was squatting two plates at one point in my life i just didn't stop you know and i don't think that a lot of people can relate to just relentlessly pursuing things even when it's not reasonable you know like i I have no clue how james gets the things done with kids with work and stuff like that like that's insane to me like the idea of of bodybuilding (laughs) prep you know what's so funny is that james convinced me last week to go work out at 5 a.m because my you know james works out at 5 a.m i'm like that's fucking insane and apparently it's this whole uh ex- experience and then the night before i'm like setting my alarm for 5 a.m i'm like 
I own my fucking company. Why am I getting up at 5 a.m.? Like, <laughs> I, like, I, thought, I thought he just did impel and i was like what and then i saw i think a post or something you said that you worked at another job i was like no way because then i'm going back to like doug miller and i'm like thinking about like what he was talking about like his day and i'm like how the crap does that guy do what he does yeah and so then i was thinking of mark lobliner and i'm like how does he do what he does like what is he man he's like really everything now. delegators yeah i mean and really the the interesting thing is i i don't hype up really what i do day to day as much as probably I could. Um, but, you know, I'm basically the plant manager for a, an industrial manufacturing facility. And I've got a team of, you know, over a hundred people that, um, you know, I manage and I'm responsible for a huge amount of, you know, production every day for very expensive items. Uh, and so, you know, basically from the time that I get up to the time that I go to sleep, uh, it's managing three different businesses at the same time. Mm -hmm. Plus, you know, with the bodybuilding stuff, um, th that for me is like, I got to do something hard all day and I got to get a win in. Um, because when I was in school and working full time, raising kids, it's like some days suck. And, um, if, if you at least have one thing that you can check off that you had a win in, and it may not always be the gym, you know, some days at the gym suck, but maybe you got to win at work or, or whatever, at least if you have that one thing to hold on to, you're like, you know what? I moved the needle forward today. Yeah. Stacking wins for me is incredible. Like, uh, I, I definitely live like a uh, groundhog day, but you know, if, if I can every single day accomplish the things that you guys probably take for granted, but I, I think maybe you guys agree with me, like the, every meal that I hit on time, like that's another win. Every, every time I hit a goal with water, that's another win. Every time I hit a PR in the gym, it's another win. And then those things add up every day for me. It's, 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 uh, you know, effort, heart, what is it called? Like effort-based dopamine. Like for me, that, that, that is so valuable. It, it makes my day go around. You do that too, TJ, right? You, you do the wins too? I have, a, I have a checklist. Yeah. I have a checklist that I make every single morning. So I have different targets set. So I put uh, my financial target and then all my cash statements. And then I put basically a checklist of everything that I want to accomplish that day. Some are some text clients, video on J3U, or read whatever article. Like, but there's basically it's like a syllabus. A yeah. Checklist. So do you do that like on paper, TJ? Yeah, every single morning, right here. So who who the person that said like pen to paper, whatever is that? What CEO? I can't remember. There's been a, quite a few over. <laughs> He still does everything in pen and paper. Yeah. I, I just switched over to an iPad, but I, I prefer, I, I like to just have something in my hand that I do. Like I can't type it yeah. into a Google doc or anything like that. Stan efforting was really big on the Google doc, like a calendar, like the days you take your testosterone, the days you take your supplements, the days you do like, like, like he was really big on checklists. Um, but I made it like, um, like, I just, I just brought the whole thing together, like business stuff, personal stuff whatever it is, like all that stuff coming together. I, I got that. For, I mean, it's an amalgamation of a couple different, you know, business CEOs, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So for me, like I use a productivity app because it allows me to take emails, Evernote, um, and just all these different things in my calendar and I can push them all together. And then it basically builds my like to-do to -do list like TJ has daily. And so then I can stack tasks and need-to-dos priority wise like that and i can shuffle them based off of whatever mode i'm in so if i'm 
at the office. I can click a button, see just what my office priorities are. Um, I need to know more about this. So it's an app called Nosby. Oh, yeah. So, and, and, and I teach this kind of like productivity thing to a lot of a people. And Nosby? Nosby. N-O-Z-B-E. Um, and the, the super powerful thing about this is to take an email, put it into a to-do list with hashtags. And so I can date, project, time, um, and then I can stack uh, files in there and I can email other emails as backbones into this whole task. Um, so when you're ready to do the task, you can sit down, you have all your reference documents wow. with it. This only works. And I'm going to say the, this only works for one reason is if you read the book called Getting Things Done uh, by David Allen. And so it gives you kind of the mindset of uh, if you can do it in two minutes, do it now. And then a way of sorting information, which is basically, is it reference only? Does it need an action um, or does it need uh basically to go somewhere else and I have to identify what the next action is. So it's, it's a big process, but I think you can utilize the app and find a way to do it within the process that you have is free. Yeah. And it's Holy free. Crap. So I even utilize it like for people that, um, that I have to delegate tasks to. So it allows you to build a team. I think it's free for a team of two. Five. Um, is it five? Five. That's insane. Yeah. So like, you're about to see a lot more TikTok videos from Ben. <laughs> yeah. Dude, but, I mean, project it's, management's the worst part of our, of our business. I and and it's right set now. up for projects. So like, you know, something simple as creating a, like a TikTok would be a whole project. TikTok yeah. on, you know, ghost fish oil. And then you have, you know, gathering the references, you know, uh, wow. setting up the camera, you know, like whatever it is, editing, <laughs> email to Cody. Uh, wow. Geez. That's incredible. I got to go through that. And yeah, we, we use Monday. But Monday is kind of similar. I, yeah. I don't know all the backbones because TK uses Monday for his stuff. Yeah. The thing is that this is going to sound super ridiculous to say after talking about all the work that we do, but project manager is usually a job, you know? <laughs> yep. So like if I have to do the project management, then like, why am I like, why well, don't I like, I just feel like I should, just have, we should just have a person that kind of like files all of this stuff. But I also come from businesses where I had a project manager. So like maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just spoiled, but like it, it seems ridiculous to me to like go tight into a thing like, hey, everyone, these are the things that we have to do. I'm an action person. I would just rather do them. Yeah. But yeah. so what what's really cool about this and I think what makes it powerful for me is I don't have to go into the other app to put Understood. things there. And so I can send an email and I can tag whoever I need to in the email with the attachment so i don't have to leave outlook or gmail understood and um yeah I, I think it would be kind of mundane to go in and put a a note in there like if i'm sitting at a desk but the cool part is is that if i'm walking anywhere you know i can just take it and um i, I got a little widget there on my phone sick and so for me it's like i need to put everything in that because i will do that if i have to remember it there's so many other things going on in my brain and so many creative things that I want to do. What I don't want to worry about, do I need to pick my kid up at school um, yeah. or do I need to be at this thing? It's like my calendar would tell me like, Hey, you've got a meeting or Hey, you need to do this today. Um, and then I keep those priorities to myself. Like I, I keep that. I put it on the schedule. So either before it happens, I get to move it and I make that decision with myself or I keep that meeting. You know, and even if that's a meeting by myself to 
to work 30 minutes on a project, that's a hard task. You know, that's not, mm-hmm. oh, well, it's maybe it'll get done. I'll push it off because you don't want to eat lunch today. How do you handle um, not doing one of those things? Like, what if your days, what if you have consecutive days in a row that are just really messed up, like nothing gets done? Are you a little bit more like frustrated or like, what do you do whenever you just are not feeling like you have the energy to do these things? Like, so you wake up at 2.30 a.m. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you've got to make an assessment of, yeah, is it really a priority for today, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually you wake up with one or two things that are guaranteed have to be a priority today. And then so at the end of the day, you know, you reevaluate whatever your overdue tasks are and say, hey, did I miss this? Do I have yeah. to put in the extra time to make this happen and execute? Or take your bitch voice out of it and go, can this move to another day? Can this be a tomorrow task? Or is this really a Friday task? And I was just overpopulating this day with, with things to do. Yeah. Because when did you start doing this? Like, when did you realize this is how I can be more productive? So I've got a buddy that runs uh, a landscape architect company and, and he has like five different offices and he's a productivity guru. And, um, you know, we talk about business and this was probably, probably seven years ago now. Um, and he was like, Hey man, you know, I, I found this app and this is what I've been doing. And I told him like the one thing that always got me was in my inbox, I would have things there that, Hey man, I can't forget this. Like I got to come back and leave this in my inbox. And, um, I mean, this is a guy that gets, you know, a thousand emails a day. Um, and he goes, I live at inbox zero. And so that means when he opens up his his laptop, um, there's nothing there. It's they're all yeah. tasked or they've all been delegated or they've all been filed. And um, he helped me kind of turn through what I was missing to get there. Um, and so now, I mean, I don't live at inbox zero, but uh, probably two to three emails uh, at most in Gmail and then in my Outlook. My my business partner Mike is a under t- under ten guy. I think we talked about this in the podcast, uh, or at least he talks about this a lot. He cannot he cannot function if there's more than like ten in his in his email. He it's not a, good for his head. Uh, I am not an archiver. I at the time of this podcast have fourteen thousand seven hundred and seventy one emails in my inbox uh, because. I don't understand what happens if I get to zero. I, like I can archive these, right? And I can still I can still search yeah. them, right? Yeah. Oh, guess what, guys? I'm going to archive all of them tonight. And I'm going to join you guys. <laughs> and you know, and that's part of like where the book comes in is because it it kind of like, hey, build a system so that you these can all be referenced, right? Mm-hmm. So if I got an email and it's not an action item, you know, either it's trash, right, and I 100% don't need it, or it's reference, and so. Like I had all these files before, but I always had this little gap of like, I don't know if this is important or where to file it because it doesn't fall in these categories. Um, But, you know, I just created a folder that says to archive and um, bam, you know, it's like that can go away if it doesn't fit in another spot And, and you make it super quick and easy. A lot of times you can build up like shortcuts to go to certain folders. Um, And then it just kind of, it's an interesting feeling when you just kind of go, I know I'm a hundred percent caught up and I can walk away from this without feeling guilty or without feeling like, 
you need to keep your mind spinning. That's another thing in the book. It talks about mind like water. And that just means that you've cleared up all the things because your brain wants to bring things up. So it recirculates this. And this is where yeah. a lot of anxiety comes from with people. Um, and I used to be a real anxious person. Uh, then I got really good at remembering things. And then I got really good at putting them somewhere else for the computer to remember them. And then it allows me to be more present. So I'm able to do a lot more things, but when I'm not doing them, I'm done. Right. So like if I walk out of the office, it's like everything's where it needs to be family mode. Okay. Family goes to sleep and pill mode, you know, and it's just, nice. it, it's building that kind of system where that's if great. I leave for the weekend, I go out of town Monday morning at 4 a.m. Tasks are popping up, repopulating my brain with this is how we act attack today. Interesting. So what do you do in your down? Like, do you have downtime or do you have uh, a schedule downtime? Yes. Like, this and, is a legit question, yes. right? Because a yeah. lot of people, man, like, <laughs> I want to go have a movie. I want to go have a date night. And you're like, all right, date night, get in the car, you know, kiss. And then, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like. But for real though, people like for me, it's hard for me. I can't sit down and watch a movie. I feel like I'd be doing something. Yeah. So I'm like answering emails or something as I'm watching a movie. And then I'm, I'm like, crap, I should probably watch that movie again because I don't understand it by the time I get to the end of it. So, um, I mean, how do you do that? So like I leave blocks open um, yeah. of just no time tax, right? So when I get home from, from the office is it's dinner time, it's whatever family time, whether me and my son are playing call of duty um, or we're running around doing something outside. Um, and then I put him to bed and I read him a book every night. He's 14. I st he still wants me to read him a book. So I'm going to read him a book. Um, and then when he goes to bed, I try to leave a window there to hang out with my wife, um, whether it's just sitting down talking about, you know, life goals or watching a stupid ass show, um, whatever it is, it's like, there's a window there. And if I can, I go to bed with her at the same time. Um, and that's actually something that I had to start scheduling uh, because before I'd just stay up. Right. And then it'd be mm -hmm. like a week that she's like, Hey, you know, like, I feel like we're not on the same page. I'm like, uh, yeah, that's right. I've been up to, you know, midnight, one o'clock every night and then I'm gone when you wake up. And <laughs> so it's like structuring those things around uh, because that's a high priority in everything, you know, yeah, yeah. part of building all this was um, to do it in a way that didn't compromise my family life. Um, so yeah, I mean, we schedule downtime once a year where I go completely dark. And if you follow me on Instagram, um, we did it about a week or so ago and pushed it on the business pages and everything Our whole email blast got it. And it was like, Hey, we're gone. So if you have problems, I'm sorry, we'll fix them when we get back. And I totally understand if you had to order from someone else, we'll cancel your order, refund your money. Um, but, but we have to disconnect. And um, that really is kind of like my reset button once a year. How'd your head feel during that? I'm sorry, TJ. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, <laughs> no worries. When you know do you the... read your kid that productivity book? When does it switch into like, <laughs> oh, you're 15 now? <laughs> you have to understand yeah. how to organize your email. Here's your app. Yeah. So <laughs> you join the yeah. work team. <laughs> so, don't don't let me lie to you and say that I haven't already thought about how to delegate him stuff here in a year or two <laughs> and pay him. Um, and it, trust me. And he's into graphic design too. He may end up doing some art for some uh, labels. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh no, wait a minute. Hey, does he do uh, illustrations for uh, children's books and app? Uh, potentially. I'll, I'll send oh, you his, uh, I'll send you his link. 
to hit uh, my wife runs his Instagram potential buyer, you know. Yeah. Hey, he 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 <laughs> yeah. does some commissions and he freehand some stuff and anyway. Yeah. Um but <laughs> TJ, what did you say that when do I start reading on that book? The productivity uh, the productivity book. book. Yeah. He'll he'll get it soon, but my wife actually does a really good job of of picking books that have really interesting backbones to them so like you don't catch it until about halfway through and you go oh this whole story arc is a business mindset or whatever um so it seems like a real kiddish book and then i'll be halfway through and i go man there's some strong lessons in here i would just start ripping out pages of the productivity book putting it in between (laughs) the pages (laughs) this doesn't make any sense at all it's (laughs) insane you your son is 15 correct 14 yeah 14 that is the year i moved out wow and i started reading self-development books and trying to get my life together because of like everything i've seen up to that point was like poverty homelessness yeah 100 i mean it not not far after that i was living in my car um so part of all this was to to build him a life that completely disconnected from anything that i had to deal with so um you know Yes, okay, maybe it's odd that uh, somebody would be reading a 14-year-old a bedtime story. I uh, think it's awesome. But as long as you're spending time he, with him, I think that's what matters. Right. And yeah. and he wants it. You know, it's not like, hey, now yeah. sit sit down. It's because I tell him, I'm like, hey man, but can you go to bed without me or or you want story time? He's like, Oh dad, I need you to read. I'm like, Yeah, cool. I mean, at least he has a relationship with you. Like that's, that's kind of like when my relationship kind of separated from my parents, unfortunately. Sure. Yeah, and and that is a lot of what kind of drives everything that I do is that uh, I want to be able to have this relationship and and build a lifestyle for him where he can grow up and instill these concepts with his family and kind of start this whole uh, maybe positive legacy of of father son bonding and and growing up together and and having a business mindset or whatever it is you know. Um, even if he wants to be a DJ or he wants to be an artist or whatever, uh, the flavor of the day is, you know, as long as he's happy and he's able to provide for his family, um, this economy can do it with the internet. You know, you don't have to be stuck in the old, Hey, you got to get a job. You got to do X, Y, Z. There's so much he can do. Really? Yeah. I mean, Ben, you're, you're kind of a, an awesome example of that. I mean, you get paid to get on the internet and work out and take supplements. Like, Imagine it's a, it's a little more nuanced that. Than that but... <laughs> no, I mean explaining that concept to you know an eighty-year-old guy. I have right? the hardest time explaining what I do most of the time. Anytime anyone asks me, because I hate using the uh, influencer word. Uh, right. I just I hate that word, and it's not what I do, right? Um, but yeah, well, explain especially with your example, explaining that to someone who does not understand the information age, especially, is difficult. Yeah, it's like this guy, you know, was in World War One, right? And, you know, come back and working in the salt mines or whatever you want to say. And then you tell them that, uh, well, yeah, hey, man, I earn a living talking to the screen and, um, you know, <laughs> doing what I love. And that doesn't yeah, make sense. I mean, like, I, I'm an educator in that sense, right? Right. In some ways. I mean, I also, I, when I talk to people like that, I more heavily lean into my consultant work. Uh, just because that's something people can understand. <laughs> yeah. But imagine how much different it's going to be for your son, right? Because yeah, uh, I mean, just when you were a kid, James, like the 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 capability of what you do right now was not there. 
right? So exactly, I can only imagine when your son is your age, what will he be capable of doing for his work? It's pretty incredible. Right. And I, I try to be open to that and understand that, you know, when I was a kid, video games were uh, just video games, right? Yeah. Now there's people making millions of dollars playing video games, you know, and, and competing where, in video games. Yeah. And it's a and that's where like the supplement industry is going to now is like gamer focused, yeah. like supplementation optimization. So, yeah. Kind of weird. The first time I talked about video gaming with Mike, uh, my business partner, Last year, uh, Mike is he's he has a lot of the same thoughts as you you guys and I do, uh, and he he kind of lamented around the idea that you know we're encouraging kids to sit in their cubicle and play their video games and stare at a screen and 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 from a very um, from a perspective of people who don't understand how big that industry is, I can understand I understood that thought process at the time, but like. Ghost just signed FaZe, who has Nick Merckx, and Nick Merckx regularly pulls viewership that could fill out an NFL stadium daily. <laughs> I mean, that just to, to, to picture that in your mind, like this one person doing a thing, whatever it is, that thing, they can attract what the NFL does in, a, in an entire stadium. It's incredible. Right. And it's one guy. One person. Yeah. it's And, and he's just sitting in front of a screen playing a video game, right? It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And how many people are trying to do that as a living? Same thing, like people are trying yeah. to make money off of YouTube. Like, oh, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna be so rich. I'm like, bro, like uh, that's I the whole thing make. too. Is like these, yeah. like if you try to the whole the whole idea of Twitch is to if they try to incentivize as, as many people that they can be Nick Marks as well. But yeah. you're talking about 001 percent of the of those people. You know, it, there's tons of people on YouTube. There's tons of people on Twitch, Instagram, whatever. There's not yeah. many that are able to do it, you know, and, and and speaking as someone who in some form does it like, and it's nowhere near what Nick Merckx does or any of those top guys. Uh, it's, it's incredible to me, but the, I think it's also like the versatility of doing it. Like during the, during COVID, he was, he, he made like a mobile streaming, like roller computer and he brought it to the gym that he has and he was rolling it around, <laughs> showing off his workout, you know, like, like there's, there's so many like streaming is so much more than just video games. It, it, it's like when you watch some of these guys streams, like sometimes they'll get comments from people like, yo, you saved my life. Like I, I, you know, I wanted to kill myself, but watching you every day, like kept me going. And it, it sounds preposterous because like, I, I don't, I don't think that way at all, but is it the conversations that they have, I guess, do they talk to the people yeah. that are watching in between uh, games? A little they'll bit. just sit yeah. and talk. Okay. Yeah. yeah I've I mean... wanted to stream for, for some time. Cause I find it, I mean, like, even like I, I go live on Instagram, you know, I get like, what, like 65 people that watch and, and hang out. And even just that is incredible to interface with people. I think that's actually good to have a smaller viewership based live, in my opinion, to mm -hmm. be able to be more interactive. Because exactly. you see like other people, they're on there. And there's like, you know, Jay Cutler goes on there, there's like 10,000 people. And you're like, there's so many questions. And it's just like, I love you, Jay, blah, 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 blah. What do you, how do you grow your arms? And I'm like, <laughs> Dude, it's like not helping anybody but yeah. um but it does help them as far as like feeling like they're part of a group going back to that same thing i mean that's why i'm on telegram with the uh Sintapani circle is that I'm good like, it's just so it's so funny man i'm just like i listen to that or i listen to y'all like banter on youtube and it's just like it's just funny man i feel like it's a little bit more um uh like self-rewarding to me rather than sometimes listening to music um but well it feels yeah. like the discord sometimes right like 
Like we have 512, 518 people. Wow. In that discord. <laughs> like when I made that thing, I made it as a joke. It's like, fuck it. Let's see if we get like 12 people in here. We'll hang out. And, and some days like outside of the really kind of ridiculous inside jokes that take over the channels, like there's full on discussions in there. It's really incredible to help some people out or like some days I don't answer at all. And you guys talk to people. It is, it is incredible to me that like these people feel like they, they relate to these people. They feel seen. Right. Yeah. Cause like how, I mean, we're all lucky that we're in gyms where we probably have a couple of friends, but like how many times do you get to be part of like a, like a real group of people that like supplements, like fitness, like actually eat those six meals a day and actually like get after it. I don't yeah. meet a lot of those people and I don't get along with all of them either. No, no, no. Yeah. A lot of them are very selfish um, <laughs> and they never, yeah. or they have nothing else to talk about. I'm like, you do you shoot guns? Like, do what? What else do you do? Yeah. Um, but uh, it's funny because I think was it David Doyle from Arms Race when he came by, he's like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm on Discord, and he's like, who who are you? I'm like, oh, I'm Fit Dad, and he's like, oh yeah. But it's like if you're, which I'm, I'm not really active. I'm kind of active, but like, I'm like, where are the other 400 people? <laughs> I think they I mean? all just watch, and, and yeah, that's cool. Funny. Yeah. Someone made fun of us made fun of me for it. He was like, I know you've got like 518 people, but like how many of those people are talking at a time? I'm like, the thing is, <laughs> if you look at like um if you look at like the giveaways, like yeah. 100 people enter. If you look at oh. like when there's good conversations and like there's funny clapbacks or funny comments, like the likes and the emojis on it, there's like, you know, 50 of them. Like the people yeah. are there. They're they're watching. I think a lot of people are happy to be part of the conversation just by listening. Yeah. Sometimes I think they're scared to like ask to just or like to ask a question or something. Um, or I mean, like, I mean, I even reached out to y'all. I'm not like scared, you know, to, yeah. to talk to you guys. I think it's better that the face to face like conversations I I love and I freaking miss. Um, I wish it was easier to, to get everybody together. Um, but I mean, I think it's the screen name is Sup Dog, whoever's down there at Revive yeah. um, area. I'm going to go down there and meet him and sometime in January. Dude, but, um... funniest fucking story. He, when he applied to Raw and Revive, he put on his resume that he was in the Price Loud Discord. And, <laughs> and they called me. They were like, what is this? Who is this guy? And I was like, he's in our Discord, dude. I don't know what to tell you. He talks to people. He's real, he's real, like, you know, in, inspiring and stuff. And, and I was, he got the job, you know, I, yeah. I don't know if, if, if I helped him out at all with that, but it was, it, it's, it's so cool to see like people moving up that way. Like, I'm really happy that that networking tab got made because like now people like it to talk about that stuff. Yeah. Um, well, if, I mean, if you guys like to get on video like this, something that I've wanted to do is just start getting like normal people in there to just hang out on video together. Like, yeah, like on a Thursday, like just sitting in there hanging out. All right. It's it's hard to get things going. It seems like you you have to just do it like this. Like you, I, I noticed you you just started bringing people on to just podcasts. It's just something you have to decide to do. Someone's got to be the first, I think. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, see how everyone meshes together. But I'm pretty sure we all can have something that you know we enjoy talking about because you you come on here with the topic. Um, but I mean, me and TJ sometimes we'll just do this, even though we live in the same you know, city ish area. But I'm like. Let's just talk over Zoom and record it and then put it up the internet and see what happens and um, who gets something out of it. But yeah. conversations, like sometimes they just don't have a topic. We just go into it and then I'm like, how was your day? And then we just 
goes into whatever. I'll tell um, you, I, when we were at supply side, it was like that with with Ben, Mike, and I, and Cody. <laughs> it's like we really we said it twice. We we're like, man, we should have just started recording this uh, yeah. because you just start a conversation, and then next thing you know, you're like, wow, that was deep. Yeah, yeah. I try to keep mine a little bit more more PC. I mean, my my jokes and my language kind of get like I, I would definitely not be able to monetize these things um tj knows um and uh i mean so i try to not say a lot of things that's on the tip of my tongue but yeah it's funny because i get a text like can you record in 10 minutes like, <laughs> yeah. i love those dude i mean I, like podcasting is, is one of my favorite things to do like i just sitting around hanging out talking like dude james and i we were talking for like fucking forever at supply side we brought him back to our airbnb we just like sat on the porch and talked for like fucking three hours you know yeah and it's funny because like it always ends up happening like wow we should have just fucking turned the camera on man yeah like like the the best conversations are usually so just nonchalant and and candid it's kind of like i wish i had a gopro if i had a gopro on me oh then that'd be freaking awesome yeah, the stuff it's I like body cam. But that's oh, like yeah. some of the some of the best podcasts that you watch in, in like in mainstream, like like Rogan. Like all he does is make people comfortable and truth seek. He just yeah. asks questions and 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 that's what I, like when I podcast. Um, you know, it, it 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 depends on on what the topic is, but I most of the time just want to have a good conversation. You know, I, want, yeah. I just want to have something that's engaging for other people. Yeah, I yeah. I like to know what other people are going through or like what they're you know, what are they doing now? Um, how are they handling situations? Cause I'm always like, I got to have something very similar because like, I'm kind of screwed up in my head as far as like, <laughs> like I want to, you know, freaking blend my food. I'm pretty, pretty like mentally not there sometimes. Well, I, but, the way um, that I look at it is like, you know, all four of us create content in some way, all of us, you know, post to the internet and put things out to the world. Like what can we do in this, uh, you know, podcast or whatever amount of time that is different than what we would normally do right because that's yeah. most often what people want to watch you know that, that if they watch me or james on our channels they know what they're going to get anyway but if they're going to come here to watch this on your channel andrew they, they want something that's going to be different and interesting so i always try to like be comfortable and, and down to earth and, and relatable for these kinds of topics because people want more raw stuff when it comes to this stuff yeah, yeah for and, sure i mean that that's the whole reason why i try to have people on here um mm -hmm. just to get to know more about them plus like they usually have i just want to know like how are they being doing what they're doing successful but they're also just normal people they have families they have you know troubles you know they have all these issues and i mean how do they get by it i mean yeah. i know i can take a product like serenity and just destroy my anxiety and get rid of it but um nice you know. plug yeah a little plug <laughs> You, make sure you use Andrew's uh, coupon code at checkout. Oh, I don't have one. <laughs> oh, in that case, Kimmich. use PriceFlow's coupon code at checkout. Yeah, use PriceFlow, but <laughs> if you go to Kimmich, then you can use FitDad to save 20 Or quarter block to destroy your quarter uh, Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, well, there's Serenity that like helps with stress, and then there's quarter block, which is like, what is stress? That's my favorite. Stress no longer exists. Yeah. Emo uh, did. You might shit yourself, but you definitely yeah. will be stressed yeah. for the set. Pop rest four caps of that. Yeah. You'll be able to eat a full buffet, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but i love it hey um james how how long did you uh plug in your calendar for me to for you to talk to me on this podcast an, an hour yeah. oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's all good as long as we're done here in the next 15 yeah minutes, we'll yeah i'm good um yeah, anything anything else y'all want to 
bring up? Uh, just to let James know, literally for my birthday present for my brother this year, I got three-year pre-workouts because it is my favorite, like, nootropic slash energy drink that I, every time you see, like, when I'm on long drives or when I'm going to record something, yeah. it is my favorite thing to take. Well, like, hey, screw all the energy drinks. Like, I, I appreciate that, man. And you know where to get it. Just hit me up. Uh, but yeah, your brother, your brother is he, awesome. I, that was the next thing. My brother loves everything. I, every time, like, I get stuff that he buys that he sends me shit because yeah. he bought some money. He's like, oh, there was a sale. I bought nine of these. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, I love your brother, man. Um, his brother actually has a book um, that talks about his, their past, which is freaking made me cry. It didn't help that I was on Clomid at the same time. So I was like, a, <laughs> I was just crying. And there's like little water. The what, what is it called? It's like mama. Mom listen. What is it? Mom listen. Mom yeah. listen. And yeah, it's on Amazon. Listen. Small and... books. Good read. But um, yeah, that's it cool. puts perspective of, of your life versus someone else's life who's actually struggled. But yeah. It's crazy. funny because I came in after he finished it. He's like, how are you where you're at? <laughs> yeah anyways all right guys thank you so much for hopping on and we'll go ahead and uh maybe do this another day i didn't do any of my questions my q a's that people have been asking me so i kept pulling it up getting ready to to answer some of that stuff like i have it up on the screen here i'm like ah, we'll get to it eventually (laughs) yeah i have have a few different ones but okay um maybe we can uh do it some other day uh, like you're saying um yeah sounds good thursdays or Fridays, whatever anything works for anybody. All right. I need an invite right. for this Discord. I'll yeah, send you one. Morning. Awesome. Beautiful. I'll talk to you there, TJ. We'll see you later. All right, guys. Awesome. See you. All right. Peace.